Good to see you guys this morning. Amazing, amazing days. Continue to pray for our high desert up here as uh, seems to be on fire. Pray for those who have uh, already lost their, just their property, their homes, man, up uh, by, by Pear Blossom in that area right there. And uh, God's, again, in, in that whole stuff, I mean, God continues to do a work. Barbara was just sharing how her daughter's house burned all around, but her daughter's house was saved. And yet other people have lost everything. And so for whatever reason, the Lord does what he does, but continue to pray. Um, I, I know that for some of you guys up in Wrightwood, we've uh, opened up our parking lot in case you want to bring some of your vehicles or um, just, again, there's, there's no security here, but at least uh, you can bring um, your stuff. Um, mobile home or whatever you you can so anyways um, just know that this morning we are starting the book of Romans so if you will turn to the book of Romans you will hear that phrase for the next several months if not a year um, that um, that you are to open up to the book of Romans and I will tell you which chapter this morning we I, I tell you open up to the book of Romans chapter one and uh, again if you want, put a bookmark there because that's where we will be every time for the most part. I'm up here unless it's a, a, a special service or stuff like that, but we will be in the book of Romans for a while. If one of the other pastors is teaching, they will be teaching another book, but put a bookmark in the book of Romans. So I am so excited. A few months ago before we finished up the book of Acts, I was praying as to where to go next. Um, the obvious choice was go right into the book of Romans. Again, if you're part of Calvary Chapels for a while, it's like, no, cha you, pastor, you got to go book by book. Back. And, and, and so to be honest with you, it sounds like that's the obvious choice, but it wasn't that obvious to me a few months ago as I was praying because I wanted to pray and go, Lord, if there's another book you want me to go to, that's where I want to be. Not just because that's the way everybody does it or some people do it within the Calvary chapels. Um, and so it wasn't that obvious to me to, to go right into to Romans. And so a little over a month ago, as I was praying, again, Lord, which way? I, I, a little over a month ago, I had no clear direction to go anywhere else. And so it became obvious that we should just go systematically and steadily through or right into the next book, which is the book of Romans. And so I got excited about the book of, of Romans that now it was obvious. It was the obvious choice. So we are now in the book of Romans. I know that you're going to find this a little strange, but I have to tell you that the book of Romans is like one of my favorite books in the Bible. <laughs> I know I say that about all the books that we are in, but I understand this. Again, man, I have lived in the book of Acts for two years, so it became a favorite. We will live in the book of Acts for at least a year, I'm assuming. It is one of my favorites. From, again, there's so much attached to the book of Romans because the, the, the book on the one hand, is so clear and simple. But on the other hand, it baffles you. And, 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 and it's hard to fathom what is in it. 
It's very intimidating to say the least, not just to read it, but to teach it. In, in other words, the book of Romans is so shallow that anybody can understand it. And yet, at the same time, it is so deep that most theologians and scholars will never totally comprehend the depths, the gravity of, of what is being taught because there's so much doctrine. And oh, by the way, it's a long introduction. We're going to cover four verses, so don't freak out. Again, it's like, come on, get on with it. Um, but the doctrines that are being shared here in the book of Romans, I, I think theo theologians truly, they want to explain it. And I get it. And we can have fun going deep, trying to, to understand some of the doctrine that we will be covering here. And yet, the Bible never tells us that we need to understand every little thing that God does and why. You know what he tells us? Just believe me. Trust me. Now, I know that sounds really simple for some of you Bible students going, Pastor, don't, don't go there, man. Go deep. It's like, dude, we will, if we just stayed shallow, it would be too deep for us anyways. But we will at times try to go deep. And even as deep as you want to get and have fun trying to go deeper still, you will never reach the end or the bottom. Because just what we're going to cover this morning, in the simplicity of who I am to share it with you, even that blows our mind. It will blow, my, it will blow your mind as it did mine as I was studying it. Now, most commentators agree that the book of Romans is the Apostles Paul's, the Apostle Paul's greatest work. Not just because of the content of the book, but because of the, the literary style of it as well. And so it is considered by many to be the greatest book in the New Testament. And I get to try to teach it to you. <laughs> And so pray for me as we go through this book, because again, there's so much that I, again, want to continue to learn and go deep with, but at the same time, how do I convey it to you without talking over your heads? And I know what you're thinking, Pastor Zeke, you could never go over our head because you're too simple. It's like, yes, I get it. But the fact is that we can go, there's so much here that, 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 I could if I had to go over your head. But I, again, it's like I have to understand it. But there's so much depth that as deep as we go, I'm going to try and make it as simple as possible too. Because again, we need to trust and believe that what the Word of God is trying to teach us is for our daily lives. Because you could be a theologian and try to, try to, try to understand it all, but how do you live it practically? How do you do that? Theology is easy to teach. Practicality is hard <laughs> because now we have to live it out. And so the book of Romans has transformed so many lives ever since it was written. And I'm sure that those who heard it for, or, or heard it read to them for the first time were blown away as to the content of what was in it. Because 
they might have had a lot of, of their questions answered or a lot of, yeah, uh, a lot of their questions that were answered and a lot of their doctrine that, that, that it was being taught, it was now being established to them, those who heard it uh, read for the first time. Now, church history tells us that Augustine, who lived about 354 to 430 A.D., one of the most influential theologians of the church or in the church, was impacted and then converted by a passage in the book of Romans. The story goes that he was sitting under a fig tree at a friend's house, crying over his own depravity. And he heard some kids next door singing over and over, take up and read, take up and read, take up and read. And there was a copy of Paul's writings here laying near him. And he opened it and read, Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Just that simple phrase the, the, in, in Romans 13, 13 and 14 changed this man's life. After realizing how depraved he was, reading that taught him and, and shared with him who Jesus is and he, his life was transformed and changed because of it. Martin Luther was a Greek monk or a German monk, I'm sorry, and a Catholic priest. And, and he taught a series of lectures from the, from the book of Romans. And he finally understood the grace and justification of the Lord. This man lived from 1483 to 1546 A.D. This verse he couldn't shake as he was going through it. And, and, and it was right in the beginning. Romans 1.17 for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. He couldn't shake that. The just shall live by faith. Afterwards, he said, upon, Thereupon I felt myself to be reborn and to, go, and to have gone through an open door into paradise. Just by reading that verse, it, it, it just changed him. Because of that, he breaks away from the Catholic Church and started the Reformation movement, the Reform movement, later to be called the Protestant Reformation. John Wesley, years later, on May 24th, 1736, as a discouraged missionary went unwillingly, very unwillingly, to a religious meeting in London. And something happened while he was there. He wrote in his journal, about a quarter before nine, my, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt... 
I did trust in Christ, Christ alone for salvation. And an assurance was given me, given me that he had taken away my sins, even mine, and saved me from the law of sin and death. You see, the message that he heard that evening was just the preface of Martin Luther's commentary on the book of Romans. And it just changed him. A few months before that incident, John Wesley had written in his journal, I went to America to convert the Indians, but oh, who shall convert me? That evening in that London meeting, his question was answered and the result was the great Wesleyan revival that swept through England. And he trans- it not only transformed him, but it transformed a nation. In, in recent history, in the 1960s, a man who was part of a denomination read the book of Romans And for the first time, he understood what grace was all about. And it changed his whole life because he read it in a new light, understanding what grace looked like. And he later later wrote a a, a book entitled, Why Grace Changes Everything. Oh, there was a movement that was already going on when all of this happened. And it was called the Jesus Movement. Movement. And that man was Pastor Chuck Smith, who was the founder of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. And it changed people's lives. And, and, and because of that, so many people have been, been saved. And not just through the Calvary Chapel movement, but it was a Jesus movement. Now, I mentioned all these people that were impacted by the book of Romans because we might recognize some of those names. But throughout the centuries... The book of Romans has transformed so many people's lives, people that we will never know. We will never hear their names. They are not written about. But the book of Romans transformed them. And they are and will be in heaven, and we will know who they are. All because they understood what grace looked like and what it meant to be justified. Again, we, we use the word grace and we use the word justified often. If you try to go to the depth of what grace is, it'll blow your mind. If you try to understand justification, you can't fully understand why. But we trust and we believe that those are two doctrines that we hold on to dearly because it transforms people's lives. The Holy Spirit that stirred the very first people who read and heard this letter is the same Holy Spirit 